You are listening to Packers Talk Radio Network. Packers Talk. Do you know what time it is? I know what time it is. Oh, yeah. That's right, baby. It's football time! It's Packers time! Let's go! Let's do this! And with that, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Lemp's Talkin' Pack. I am your host, Chris Lempesis, coming to you once again from my basement Packer room in my home in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, here with my 2021 Green Bay Packers season preview podcast. Aw, yeah! That's right! We made it! The offseason is over! No more off-season drama. God knows we've had a buttload of that. No more training camp. No more preseason games. No more anxiously checking Twitter, making sure no one got hurt in that day's practice. No, no, we're done with all that. It's football time for real. The regular season is here. Our beloved Green Bay Packers kick off Sunday. T-minus four days. We're less than four days. Is it T-minus four days? Whatever. Less than four days from now. As it is Wednesday, September 8th, Packers start their season Sunday, 3.25 p.m. Lambeau time as they take on the New Orleans Saints, not at the Caesar Superdome, as we, we already know, you already know this, but not at the Caesar Superdome due to the unfortunate and tragic events with Hurricane Ida. The game has been moved to TIAA Bank Field in Jacksonville. Oh, yeah. Toss on the backward. Red. New era Yankees cap. Crank up the Limp Biscuit. The Packers are rolling, rolling, rolling into Jacksonville to kick off the season. As they begin what we hope, as they begin their quest for what we hope, will end up being the team's fifth Lombardi trophy. Kind of jumbled that in my mouth. So let's... (laughs) I'll just say this right off the bat. This is going to be a kind of a different season preview than I've ever... Really a different type of podcast than I've done. Usually, you know, I write out stuff. Even if they played like at night, I have sort of a rough outline to work off of uh, for the show. I have nothing. In honor of one of the biggest Packer fans on the planet, Lil Wayne, who as you probably know, if you don't, I'll tell you, does not write any of his raps. Just goes in the booth. Says it off the cuff, off the top of his head. In honor of Little Wayne, I am doing the show with no notes. I've written down nothing. I have a roster in front of me, a depth chart in front of me, and a schedule in front of me on three tabs on my computer. That's all I have. So it's going to be a little looser. You're like, Lemps, your show is already pretty loose. This is going to be even looser than loose. This is loosey-goosey tonight. It's going to be, I want it to be more kind of conversational, more off the cuff, say things about the season as I think of them. No real plan here. Hopefully this will be fun for everybody. Hopefully I can touch on everything, all the big, you know, talking points uh, around the team, or at least what I think are the big talking points. And if you're wondering, yes, I am going to go through the schedule at the end and go game by game and predict how the Packers will do. Before we get into the fun, I hope you're having fun already. This is a blast, right? I got to do the shameless self-promotion, which I know you love or at the very least tolerate. Twitter, Lemps, M-K-E, at It's Just Chris Now. 
Facebook, All Bag of Donuts, OL Bag of Donuts. The email, All Bag of Donuts, OL Bag of Donuts at gmail.com. Quick, the Twitter, email, Facebook, bag, mailbag will be open after the game Sunday night. Letting everybody know now. So if you're listening and then you're watching the game and you're like, hey, I want to ask Lem something. I mean, he doesn't know anything more than I do, but again, it doesn't have to be a question. It can be a comment. You know, send those along. I love hearing it. What do you think about the team this year? Let me know. I'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, For anyone listening on the wonderful Packers Talk iTunes page, leave a rating, five stars. We like those the most. Four stars are good too. A comment, if it's positive, if it's negative, crumple that shit up and throw it in the trash. Don't want to hear it. Because I'm fragile. (laughs) I'm like Aaron Rodgers. I'm sensitive. I'm fragile. Um, we're on Spotify. You can find us by searching for Packers Talk. Look for our logo, which is the head of the Vince Lombardi statue, which sits outside Lambeau Field. And if you're listening on Spotify, can you do me a favor and drop me a line, either on Twitter or Facebook, again, or email? Let me know you're listening on Spotify. I'm just curious how many people are checking the show out there. I have a pretty good idea of how many people are listening on all the other platforms, but I don't really know Spotify. So if you could let me know if you're listening there, that'd be great. Really would appreciate that. And um, we're on iHeartRadio, so you can find us on that app as well. Okay, I have whored myself out enough. Let's go. Let's talk about this team. Where should we be? Where do I begin? I guess... You know, there's going to be a lot of side streets as I travel down the path of this podcast, and I'm going to divert here and divert there. You know, if you listen to the show, you kind of already know I do that, but that's going to be a thing here. So where do we start when we talk about the Packers? Let's start... I don't want to talk about the offseason, all the drama right away, because that's... God knows that's been talked about. Let's talk about the offense, right? That's kind of the big thing with this team. That's the big selling point with the 2021 Packers. They're obviously going to score a shitload of points, right? We all know that. This offense was was the number one offense in the league last year, right? Um, I don't have stats from last year in front of me, so I think they were, they were the number one offense. Yes, they. It was a borderline dominant offense at times, overwhelming offense at times. I don't think much will change from that this year. You know, Rogers. I'm still miffed at Rogers. Not gonna lie, I'm still pissed at how he's handled how he handled himself this offseason. Um, despite that, I mean, I think he's gonna have a brilliant year. Yeah, I don't know if he'll quite put up the gaudy MVP caliber numbers as he did last year. I think there may be a little regression, but um, I think he's gonna be really good. Yeah, yeah, because he's. I think Rogers is fueled by spite. Yeah, he's of course he's saying all the right things right now, and you know. You know, he's peace, love, and yoga or whatever. <laughs> be grat- be grateful for everything and all that shit. But he's, make no mistake, he's still furious at this organization. He's fueled by spite, and I think that's going to come out on the field. And I do think he's going to have a very big year. Big, big, big year. I think the offense, I think his numbers may be a little lower, but I think the offense as a whole will be as good, if not better, I'll get to why on that in a minute. But yeah, Rodgers is going to be, he's going to have a big year. Yeah. And I think because also, there's no way I can begin by talking about Rodgers and not talk about the drama. He is trying to put on tape for every other team in the league. Hey, 
I'm going to be asking to get out of here whenever the season ends. And I want to put everything on tape to show that you should do everything in your power to come get me. Yeah, there's no question. I don't think anything... I haven't changed on that at all. This is going to be Aaron Rodgers' last year in Green Bay. Absolutely. He's trying to put on tape for every other team. Hey, I haven't lost yet. I got it in spades, baby. Come get me. You know? So I think that and his... I mean, he will... He's going to have a big year. I have to say... What a masterful job of spin work from Aaron Rodgers this past month and change. It's really, I got to say, he's got a future in politics waiting for him. If he wants one after this is over. I mean, the guy spends the entire offseason, you know, he first he wanted out. I know Packer fans like to give Schefter shit. You made shit up. The media, he wanted out. Not only do I think he wanted out, I think he was actively tampering with other teams, which he basically admitted to at that press conference, his first press conference when he came back, right? If you do, if you have a good year at work, what was his quote? If you have a good year at work and someone comes and offers you a job, someone else, you go to your boss and say, hey, look what I've been offered. What are you going to do for me? That's, he basically admitted he was tampered with, and I think he was also involved in the tampering. I don't think he was innocent in that. He wanted out. You know, and the entire offseason we knew that, you know, and he was leaking, his people were leaking stuff to the media. I really believe that. Uh, even the, <laughs> I mean, right up until the, 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 you know, right until the cusp of training camp with that report that Vegas, what was it? Vegas had taken off the board, taken the bet off the board about where Aaron Rodgers would play because they had a tip. They had it from a good source that he was going to retire. Where do you think Vegas got that from? They got that from Aaron Rodgers or Aaron Rodgers' people. Vegas doesn't just... It's not like, you know, hey, my cousin's brother's nephew's sister knows Aaron Rodgers' agent and said he might retire. Vegas doesn't alter all their shit unless they have it from a damn good source that something's going to happen. They got that from Rodgers. He did everything he could, leaking stuff to the last second to put pressure on the Packers organization to trade him. Right, and we all believe that. Then he comes back, and now he's basically spent the last month saying over and over again, "Well, you know, I just wasn't sure if I wanted to play anymore. I wasn't sure if I had the fire in me, and oh, I just wanted to really put focus on my mental health." And I just, I don't, I don't believe any of that. <laughs> you know, I don't. Sorry, he. But he's, he's said it so many times now this past month that people are like, hey, you know, it's great to see Aaron Rodgers has got the fire back and wasn't sure if he wanted to play, but just really wanted to come back and be there for his teammates. And they're it's like, you guys. He took the offseason off because he didn't want to play for the Packers. And the only reason he came back was because he didn't want to give them 25 million bucks. I know I've talked about this stuff a couple podcasts ago, but you can't talk about this team this season without talking about this stuff at least one last time. He... He came back because he didn't want to lose $25 million. And also because I think he's that petty that he didn't want to have. He didn't want to let the Packers feel like they'd beaten him. That's why he came back. Right? But he's put enough of a spin on it now where I see people on Twitter like, wow, it's great that Aaron Rodgers has that fire. Good to see Aaron Rodgers is back. Like, you guys. But it worked. I had a feeling that he would try something like this, and he has, and it worked, so. Again, hey, credit to him. He's done a hell of a job spinning it, and I'm sure a lot of people believe that. 
anyways, back to my original point. So he's back and he, you know, he's he's going to have a great year. Whatever's motivating him, he, I do think, will have a pretty big season. Yeah. They, you know, and he's got so many weapons at his disposal. He's got, I mean, start with number 17. Devontae, best receiver on planet Earth. No question about it in my mind. It's sad, though, that, you know, listening to Devontae say it today, saying that there's no chance of a contract between... No chance of he and the Packers reaching agreement on a contract extension before the season starts. I do, you know, I do think this is probably it for Adams and Green Bay, too. You know, it's going to be 29 in December. He wants a lot of money. That DeAndre Hopkins contract fucked up the wide receiver contract market in a major way. What's it, 27.5, 27.25 Hopkins makes per? Adams wants that or more. And I'm, first of all, I'm not even saying Adams is wrong. He's the best receiver on the planet. He should ask for the most. I have no problem with that. I also have no problem with the Packers saying, you know, you're going to be 29 in December, man. Like, <laughs> what kind of return on investment are we going to get if we give you a three year deal for, you know, what is that? 84 million, 85 million dollars would be the extension on that. That's a lot more if he had more years. I just, I think if he's willing to maybe do a short term deal, maybe like two years, 56, 57 million tacked on to this year, so you'd have him for three more years. Maybe they do that, but I don't know. It's just, it's, I don't see it happening, you know. And, and you look at the wide receiver thing with the draft, you know, years before. You know, when I was growing up, if you took a receiver, you weren't getting anything out of him in year one. Maybe year two, more likely year three. That's not the case now. Like, guys just come in as rookies and just dominate right away. You can get immediate impact at that position in the draft. Does it make sense to pay him $29 million a year when you look at I just, I don't know. I do think this is it. But anyways, my point on all that is there's so much static, obviously, with Rodgers and Adams right now with their respective situations. I hope we at least a, a little bit this year get to enjoy these two guys for what they are on the field, which is maybe the best quarterback on the planet and the best wide receiver on the planet doing their thing. You know, be nice if we could get a few moments of that happening without announcers going, well, you know, they may not have many moments left in Green Bay together, but they're making them count. Like, I just, I hope we can just like, Stand back and enjoy the brilliance of this for what it is in a pure sense. Do you know what I mean? Hopefully we get that chance. You know, and and I think the rest of the receiving core is, you know, I, I'm I'm not buying the MBS hype yet. Even though I am president and CEO of MBS Industries. I know a lot of people jumping on the MBS train because he's in a walk here and he played really well in the NFC Championship game. One of the only guys I said at the time who could be proud of their performance in that game. Um, I gotta see it. I gotta see, I gotta see it from MVS before I believe it. But I mean, you know the, I mean, I feel so I'm not gonna go player by player. You know the group. Lazard's, Lazard is a solid player. You know, you got Cobb, I think will hopefully have one, you know, one more year in him playing with his, his, one of his best friends, Rogers. And I like the kid they took from Clemson. I think he'll be mixed in on some stuff and it's a good group. You know, it's a good group of receivers. It's a good group of tight ends, I think. I don't think a lot of people, I think this group, you know, 
obviously Tunyon is the headliner. Speaking of guys who may be in there last year in Green Bay, I, he's his he's on a restrictive deal. Who knows? But you know Tunyon, I like that group. Tunyon, big dog. You know is going to bring blocking and leadership. DeGuara to me is an interesting X factor piece. They certainly had high hopes for him last year before he you know going into the season he blew his knee out in week one, but. I think he's going to be a guy. If there's one guy I'm really, I'm, I'm really, I would tell you to buy stock and it would be Josiah DeGuara. I think Lafleur really likes him. I think they want to move him around. Kind of a little bit like Kyle Juszczyk. Is it Juszczyk? Juszczyk in San Francisco, the fullback. Although I think DeGuara maybe is a, is, is a little better athletically and can maybe do a little bit more, but I think they want to use him kind of in that role. H-back, tight end, full, all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, a big move piece. I think they're very... He, he's a guy I would say buy stock in him. And then Daphne, I like, you know. The offensive line... Well, let's let's hold off on the offensive line. The running back group is going to be... They've got one of the best running back trios in the NFL. This is why, remember when I said at the beginning, I don't know if Rodgers will quite put up the numbers he did last year, but I think the offense will be as good or maybe even better. It's these running backs. Aaron Jones, getting Aaron Jones back, when I didn't think it was going to happen, I think a lot of people thought he was going to leave. That was such a great move, bringing him back. Both for Rodgers now, and if if and when they do transition to Jordan Love next year, having a guy like Jones is going to be so big for the kid. But, um, you know, Jones is, he's one of the best backs in the NFL. He's special. He's a superstar. A.J. Dillon. This is why I am bullish on this offense, again, being better, even if Rodgers isn't quite as good statistically. A.J. Dillon brings an element they didn't have. And I don't say that to shit on Jamal Williams because, as you know, I love Jamal Williams. I love the kid. You know? He's a winning player. You know? This is the best way I can describe Jamal Williams. He's a winner. You know? He'll make your team better. Love that kid. But A.J. Dillon is more talented. He's bigger, he's stronger, he's faster, he's more physical. You know, he's just, he's a better player right now than Jamal Williams. Ever was in Green Bay. I would even go as far as to say that. We saw a little bit of it late in the year. In that game against Tennessee, the Sunday night game in the snow when he was awesome. We're going to see more of it this year from Dylan. You know, and I think they're going to get him involved in the passing game more. I think he's sneaky, pretty good out of the backfield. I think he's going to be. I think that kid's big time. Big, big, big time. You know? With he with him and Aaron Jones, they're gonna be they're gonna be able to run the shit out of the ball, which is what I think the floor wants to do. This is more of a run based offense than the Packers have ever had with Aaron Rodgers as quarterback, you know. Um part of the reason why I think they're so comfortable moving on from Rodgers after this season is I think they've got this offense, which is the Shanahan offense. It's kind of based off of that, which is very run-based. And everything comes off of that. So, and I think if you have an offense like that, I think it's easier to them for them to move on from Rodgers. I think is how they're thinking. But yeah, I think they're going to run the hell out of the ball, you know? And this offensive line, now I don't think the offensive line, I want to say, I don't think it's going to be as good as it was last year right away. I mean... No Bakhtiari at left tackle. They're starting two rookies. There's no way that the offensive line right away will be what it was, certainly like the second half of last season before Bakhtiari got hurt. And even in that playoff game against the Rams. 
when the offensive line was fucking incredible. <laughs> it's not going to be that right away. Having said that, an offensive line of week one of Elton Jenkins going left to right, Elton Jenkins, Lucas Patrick, Josh Myers, uh, Royce Newman, who I just want to say really quick, I've already adopted Royce Newman as my son. I don't know if he knows this yet. I love Royce Newman. He's got the hair. It's like a mullet hockey hair thing. The dirty facial hair. He kind of looks like he crawled out of a swamp. I say that as a compliment. This kid was born to be a Packers offensive lineman. Born to. I said before, he was never going to be Royce Newman, the middle manager. You know. Royce Newman, the assistant manager of Chili's. No, no, no. Royce Newman was born to be a Packers offensive lineman. I love him. I've already adopted him as my son. Someone might want to tell him that. But Royce Newman and then Billy Turner. I mean, that offensive line with two rookies and Jenkins moving over to left tackle. I'll tell you this right now. There are probably 10 to 15 teams in the NFL that would trade their offensive line for that group. I mean, right now. Yesterday, they would have traded it. That's going to be a good offensive line. There'll be some lumps early, I think. Certainly with Myers and, and Newman, the, 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 the youngins. But I think there's big, big, big upside with this group. Yeah, as those two guys get going. Yeah, love that group. Patrick is, you know, he's solid. And Billy Turner, I think, is will we'll do the job. Elton Jenkins... If I may gush about Elton Jenkins for a second, I don't think you'll mind. Um, I think he's the most valuable. I think I said this on the show last year. I know I've said this on Twitter. He's the most valuable offensive lineman in football. Bar none. What I mean by, I don't necessarily mean he's the best, because if they're both healthy, I would take Bakhtiari as far as pure talent and value a position. But when you factor in Jenkins' overall skill level, his versatility, his age, and his extremely cheap contract. He's the most valuable offensive lineman in the NFL. I don't think... What did Rappaport tweet a couple weeks ago? The Packers really believe he could be the best offensive lineman. I mean, I think he will be eventually. Yeah, I'll say that. I think he will pass guys like Bakhtiari. He will be the best offensive lineman in the NFL. Pretty quick. Not quite yet. But he's the most valuable. There's nobody else I'd take as far as offensive lineman in the league. No. And, and I think he's going to be... You know, I, I had people on Twitter telling me they think, you know, he'll he'll come in and they won't miss a beat, and I wouldn't be surprised. I had left tackle. I just think the kid could do it all. Put him at quarterback. <laughs> I'm not shitting. I that's how much I believe in Elton Jenkins. Put him at quarterback. He'll make something happen. I don't know what, but he'll make something happen. You want him at punter? He'll do his he'll do at least as well as J.K. Scott did. Yeah, oh yeah. What do you want him to do? You want him to he could punt. Play quarterback, play left tackle. He could run up and sell concessions at halftime. What do you need him to do? This kid can do it all. Love that kid. He's going to get so paid. Holy shit. Easily he's going to clear $100 million whenever he signs his new deal, if health stays on his side. Oh, yeah. No question about that. He's going to be a $100 million player for sure. No doubt. So, yeah, I mean, you have when you're at a... Yeah, I mean, they're going to score a lot of points. That's, you know... No shit, Sherlock, right? <laughs> Thanks, Captain Obvious. This is going to be a really good offense. Yeah. With a chance, I think, when, again, when you factor in, you know, Dylan and what he brings to the table, I think they could be overall better offensively than they were last year. That's not the problem with this team. It has not been the problem with the Packers since I started watching the Packers in 1990, 1989. That has not been the problem. The problem is... How well will they be defensively? Joe Barry, I'll tell you what. 
Joe Barry should send Aaron Rodgers a fucking daily gift basket for taking all the heat off of Joe Barry this offseason. It's crazy now to think about it because we've we've gone through so much with the Rodgers drama. The Joe Barry thing, Packers Twitter, Packers social media, people were Packers Nation was on fire when they fired when they hired Joe Barry. You hired the fucking defensive coordinator from the 0 16 Lions. <laughs> that's 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 the guy we're pinning our Super Bowl hopes on. Getting over the hump is Joe Barry. I know he was with Washington after that and he did a little better, but still. I mean, that people hated that hire. Hated it. And we were like, ah, oh, Joe Barry, this is the worst thing that's gonna happen to us this offseason. And then and then and then draft day happened in Aaron in the Aaron Rodgers drama and then on we go. But there's, you know, that hire was was very scrutinized, and I and I still am very critical of the hire. That's my big thing with this team is that that's I still kind of can't believe they hired Joe Barry. You know, the guy's done nothing. People go, well, you know, he didn't have talent in those places. Okay. But if you can only win with talent, I mean, I, I mean, when you're loaded. Uh, and I don't even know if he can do it. I'm just I'm just going to tell you right now. I'm very critical still of that hire. I still don't. I still don't know. Now, I don't, we don't really know what his defense is going to look like. They kept it really vanilla in the preseason, as you'd expect. So we'll have to wait and see. But how how what will Barry's scheme look like? Will it translate? I know it's very it's the Vic Vangio scheme. It's the it's very in vogue right now in, in the NFL. We'll see. And this defense is still kind of not stars and scrubs, but you know we all right we know the stars. Kenny Clark. Right? Start let's start up front. Kenny Clark. You know I love Kenny Clark. Love Kenny Clark. Did they do enough along the defensive line? I still don't know if they did. <laughs> still don't really like this defensive line. It's still kind of Kenny and the Clarkettes. You know? I think Kiki's got some upside. Can he stay healthy? Lowry is not as bad, I don't think, as people make him out to be, but I don't think he's like special. Lancaster, Slayton, Heflin, maybe one of those guys emerges. Maybe one of the young guys, the rookie Slayton or Heflin. I do like Slayton. I think he's going to be a player as time goes on. Heflin too. But, you know, this team got bullied up front last year. Will that happen again this year? It's hard to say they won't. Still don't really like it. Still don't think they've done enough to address it. That's just me. So then you go like and again, stars could look at the look at the outside linebackers. Sidarius, Preston, Gary. Right? Z is obviously a stud. More on Z is <laughs> in a little bit. But Z is obviously one of the best pass rushers in the NFL when he's healthy. Preston Smith, I do think, is gonna have a really nice bounce back year. I don't think he'll be quite as good as he was his first like eleven to twelve games. With the team in 2019. Don't know if he'll be quite that good. I do think he's going to be much better than he was last year. You know, I he's... Look, if he wants to make... If he wants to stay in Green Bay and he wants to keep making big bucks, this is a make or break year for him. He's come in, slimmed down. I think he's he's refocused. He obviously has played with Perry before. He likes Perry a great deal. I think we're going to see some nice things from Preston Smith this year. And Gary... 
I think Gary is going to have a big year. I think pretty quickly he's going to pass Preston for that starting job. And I, I, I'm ready to say the Rashawn Gary breakout is coming. Yes, I'm I'm ready to say it. Don't know if he'll, he'll hit, you know, I don't know if he'll have big, big, big sack totals, but could see him finishing with 9 to 10 sacks. Yeah, some big, big plays. I think it's coming. Yep. Definitely think it's all the planets are aligning for Gary. So you go right like those. That's the good. But we talked about this team getting bullied. You know, I talked about them getting bullied around up front. Do you like these inside linebackers? Chris Barnes, I thought, showed some things. Thought he looked pretty pedestrian at times. Devondre Campbell, my guy, Sky Uma, University of Minnesota. They're banking on him to come in and turn things around. I, you know, I like Campbell. Certainly, I'm I'm rooting for my fellow Gopher. I don't know if he's going to be that guy. I think there's a good chance he'll be better than Christian Kirksey was last year, although I thought Kirksey got better as the season went on. I thought he was quietly pretty good in that NFC Championship game. So, are they better at inside linebacker? Barnes, Campbell, Burke, Summers, McDonough. I like McDuffie as kind of a long-term project, but I, you know, again, I don't want to say scrubs, but stars and question marks. As I have question marks on the defensive line, I have question marks at inside linebacker. Just not sure, you know? Secondary? No, I do think the secondary is going to be pretty kick-ass. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. For sure. My guy, Jair. In case you were wondering, that was my jersey choice. I said on the last show, I think. I was heading up to Green Bay, go up there, because my wife and I got married in the Green Bay area. Our anniversary is Labor Day weekend. So I was going to make my annual pilgrimage to the Packer Pro Shop. I was going to get a throwback jersey. I went in. They didn't have... So this is... Okay, so quick side street here. They didn't have... The only jerseys they had for the throwbacks were Rodgers, Adams, and Zadarius. The three guys with the biggest question marks surrounding them as to whether or not they'll be back in 2022. Hey, you know what? When the fucking jersey costs 120 bucks, you want a little security. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I I was like, huh, that's interesting that these are the only three jerseys they have left. That's probably not a surprise. Um, So they didn't have Jair. I had to order it, but I did get the Jair Alexander 50s throwback. Hopefully it'll be here for game time Sunday. If not, it'll be my, I'm very excited. Uh, I love Jair. He's, you know what else I got? I, since I did say, I would tell you what I got. I got the fifties coaches jacket with the G with the GB and this is Pat. Oh, that's like something Lombardi would wear. Whoo, that was, that's tight. I can't wait. I want it to be cold so I can wear it. I just like, I saw it. I put it on myself and I just had vision and visions of myself, like on the field in the summer heat. It's like, I'm still wearing the jacket for some reason. It's like 1952. I got the fedora with the cigarette. I'm screaming at the offensive linemen as they're hitting and a rickety old tackling. Like I could just see it. And I was like, oh, I got to get this coat. <laughs> so I got it. Can't wait. That's so cool. Oh, I love it. And then I got, I didn't really like the flex fit hat. The throwback. I know I said I was going to get that, but I like to wear my hats front front and backwards. Front way, frontwards and backwards. So... And backwards, it kind of makes me look like I have an egghead, which I do, but I don't want people to know that. <laughs> so I got the new sideline hat fitted. So a little bit of old and a little bit of new, which I feel like kind of ties in with the history of the team. 
So that I just want to take that side street to tell you that about my my pilgrimage to the pro shop, which is just it's like the greatest place on earth, isn't it? You could drop so much money, holy shit! Supermarket sweep style. If someone just gave me a cart and said, "Fill it with as much as you could," oh my god, I could I could put up thousands of dollars with the stuff in that cart in a matter of like two or three minutes, no question, no question. Love that place. It's a little hot in there. Maybe they could turn the heat down a little bit, for Christ's sakes. I was sweating to death. But yeah. So anyways, Jair Alexander. He is, I think he's already the best corner on the planet. I think he's rightfully going to take his place. He's going to pass Jalen Ramsey and anybody else in the discussion. So Howard from Miami. He's going to pass all those guys and firmly cement himself. That's what I'm looking for. (laughs) At the top of the list of cornerbacks on the planet. He is the best. He has it all. He does everything you want. And I think he's going to have, I think he's going to have a big year. Yeah, I do. I could see three or four or five picks from Jair if they challenge him, which they may not. But I feel like he's going to make it happen. Yeah, he's the best corner. I love that kid to death. He's speaking of $100 million players. He's going to get his extension, I would think, fairly soon here. I sure hope so because I just bought the goddamn jersey. (laughs) Yeah, so that's coming. The rest of the group, you know, is Kevin King is back. I know we're all thrilled about that. <laughs> Kevin King, I think, will be an interesting litmus test, though, because we drafted Eric Stokes, right, in the first round. Stokes has a 10. Now, I'm not going to say he's Jair, because nobody is, but he's got a package of raw tools equal to what Jair has. Do you know what I mean? As far as size and speed and agility and all that shit he's got those raw tools now can he can jerry gray and the defensive back coaches can they hone him that will be the big test but kevin king put it this way if kevin king is still the starter opposite jair come like week eight or nine not going great for stokes his rookie year let's say that uh, cause you know, Kevin King is what he is. He's got good size, but he can't run. You know, he's going to miss five or six games with an injury. Cause he always does. I mean, you know, I don't really know what else to say about Kevin King. What can I say about him that hasn't already been said? So you got Stokes. I think, I think, hope, I think he will be starting maybe by the end of the year. I hope Shannon Sullivan is in a contract year. Didn't take the jump last year that I thought he would, Thought he was pretty poor in the NFC championship game along with King. We'll see what he has. You know, it's Jair and question marks at corner. You're like, well, how can you say the secondary? You said you just you said you like the secondary. Well, I love the secondary because of Jair and these safeties. Adrian Amos and Darnell Savage are going to be the best tandem of safeties in the NFL. I think they probably already are. But again, like Jair, they're going to fully, officially cement themselves at the top this year. No question. They do, they do it all. Savage showed he had that stretch last year. What do you have a pick in like three or four games in a row? He was awesome. And I think you're going to see more of that. Savage is big time to me. Big, big, big time. All pro potential, no question. Adrian Amos, very, very good. I thought he was excellent as the season went on last year. Bit of a rough start. Thought he was excellent as the season progressed and was playing really, really great football by the end of the year. I think they're going to... So I think Jair and those two, Yeah. I mean, three-fourths of a great secondary is pretty close to a great secondary. If they can just get decent play from the other guys, this is going to be a hard group to throw against. No question. Yeah. And then, 
But again, I you know I I have worries overall about the defense. The stars are gonna the stars are gonna do their thing. Can the other guys fill in the gaps? Because they couldn't last year. Now the defensive coordinator didn't do them any favors, but I don't know if they can. It's it's to be TBD to be determined. That's CBD. That's something else. Um, you know, I was driving up from Milwaukee to to Appleton this past weekend. I saw like three different billboards for marijuana dispensaries in my hometown of Marquette, Michigan. That blew my mind for a lot of fucking reasons. I'll tell you what. That's that's all I'm going to say about it. Just it blew my mind. The special teams, and of course, the special teams are another big concern, right? You know. Now, I, getting rid of J.K. Scott, which, as you might remember, I predicted on the last show. I said Scott would be cut. I didn't think they'd pull off a trade. I, that blew me away. Trading for Corey is... I don't even know how to say this guy's name yet. Is it Bjorquez? 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 I should know how to say it. I haven't actually heard anybody say his name. <laughs> I've just read it. But getting him from the Rams, I think, was was could potentially be a big move. Showed that he could punt well in Buffalo last year in cold weather. He's a California kid, I believe, but he kicked the ball well in cold weather. That's a good sign. I'm just just perennially spooked about whoever the punter is for the Packers. So I'm a Detroit Tigers fan. I know, I know, I don't come to you with I don't come to you with my problems. You don't come to me with your problems, but I botched that joke. But um I'm a Detroit Tigers fan. And like for years, whoever's been the closer for the Tigers, not so much now, but for when they were really good. They had that ten year run of being really good. It didn't matter who the closer was or where they came from or how well he pitched or how many All-Star games. As soon as he put that fucking Tigers jersey on it, like, all fell apart. You know, it's like a cursed position. Or was. I kind of feel that way about Packers punter. So while I think they potentially pulled off a coup getting trading for this kid, uh, you know, let's say I'm I'm somewhat skeptical just because of the history of the position with this team. Crosby, I think, will be, you know, Crosby's going to be very good. He'll be very solid. Uh, the long snapper, that could be an issue, although they've got a kid on the practice squad. Hunter Bradley better not botch any snaps because his ass is going to be out. You know, do they do they have a dynamic return game? I don't know. I kind of thought Dexter Williams, I you know, I had to sell my property on Dexter Williams Hill when they he didn't make the team. He's with the Giants now. Um, and I think he's going to end up being a player, by the way. Remember that. I, I still don't know about the return game. I got to see this punter. And I just, and the coverage units, I just, you know, I have a lot of questions about the special teams. Surprise, a lot of questions about the special teams. So, you know, I, I they're going to be good, right? You added up, you got a good team. There's things that I think could derail this team. You know, I talked on the pod about Rodgers returning, about everybody saying the right things now. Everybody's focused. Adam said today, I haven't seen a group this focused and locked in. Well, yeah, it's September 8th. <laughs> uh, there's still a lot of static hanging in the air. Will there... Will that static... If this team hits a skid, either injuries mount... Let's talk about injuries quick. That's the other thing. There's, I'm talking about now kind of in the area of things that worry me. This team has been insanely healthy the last couple of years. You know, losing Bakhtiari for the playoffs was a big blow. But other than that, they've been remarkably healthy. Remarkably. I just, I don't know how long the pendulum's going to stay on on the good side on that for the Packers. Can they make it three years in a row being remarkably healthy? Uh, takes a lot of luck. I don't know. I don't feel great about that. But we'll see. 
But I talked about, you know, the static hanging in the air with with obviously the Rogers thing, the Adams thing. But let's talk about Zadarius. Zadarius is clearly not happy with his contract. You know, I think the stuff with his back. And I love Zadarius. I don't mean this to trash him. I'm just stating how I think, how I feel. I feel like this stuff with his back is, you know, kind of a, hey, if you guys paid me what I think I'm worth now, my back wouldn't be an issue. But you haven't yet. So, you know, it's kind of an issue. Do you know what I mean? I worry about that. I worry about that with with Z, and I worry about that if something happens to Adams. Adams is this close to getting a monster, huge, gigantic, epic payday. If Adams gets hurt, is he going to... You know, is he going to do everything he can to get back on the field? Or is it going to be, well, you know what? I don't really want to risk it. I'm this close to the payday. You know, guys like, you know, and Amos, I think, could be in that boat, too. He's certainly, I think, due for a raise. You just worry about guys like that. I think that's a thing. And that's what I mean with the static. There's so much static. The Rodgers thing. The Adams thing. Z is, you know, Z's not happy with his contract. Is Amos happy with his? There's a lot of guys that might not be back. In 2022, everybody's saying the right things now, but what if the injuries pile up or they lose two or three games in a row? Are guys, or they lose three out of four? Are guys going to stay dug in? Is Rogers going to stay dug in? Or are they going to check out and go like, yeah, you know, fuck it. Hey man, I'm going to be playing somewhere next year. People are going to want me on their team. I'm just not going to kill myself for this when this is going to be my last year here. I worry about that. I do think that's something that could derail the team for sure. It's my biggest concern other than the, you know, stuff with Joe Barry. I still don't know about that hire and special teams is still a question mark. Just kind of the overall, you know, everybody's all for one and one for all now. But again, if they hit a skid or injuries, like, is it going to stay that way? I don't know. Hard to say. Um, It's a concern for sure. And I just think, you know. It's, they, you know, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. It's, you know. Oh, I got derailed for a minute there. But yeah, I think, um, I think this team has a chance to be really good. I think this team has a chance to be special. It feels like, I don't want to say boomer bust, but kind of that feel. Like, I could see this team going, and I'll talk about the record here in a minute, but I could see this team going 13 and four. Remember they play 17 games now. I could see this team this team going 14 and 3 or 13 and 4 or 12 and 5 going on a deep playoff run getting to a Super Bowl winning and you know Rodgers rides off into the sunset to his next team and Adams and everybody leaves Green Bay on a good note and we have our last dance. I could see that. Yes. I could also see again injuries pile up and team hits a skid, Rodgers is pissed off about late game play calling from LaFleur. You know, he's he's critical and that kind of puts a, a, a crimp into the locker room and people are mad and there's just a lot of shit in the air and this team goes 10 and 7 and gets bounced in the first round kind of like Brady's last year in New England. Yeah, I could see that too. Sure. Definitely. I don't see them not making the playoffs unless Rodgers gets hurt, but... It's, I could see them being a quick out in the playoffs. Yeah, if there's, if, if there's enough, you know, enough toxicity enters the system, sure. 
the toxicity is high enough. Shout out to System of a Down. 20 years. I can't believe it's been 20 years since that record came out. So, yeah, that those are kind of my big thoughts on the team, you know. I, they're going to score a lot of points and, again, win games. But how far they go depends on how many breaks they can get along the way. But I did say I would go through the schedule, so let's do that now. Week 1. At, at New Orleans, at Jacksonville. Uh, that's going to be a win. I think the Packers are going to kick off the season with a win. I think, yeah. I, I don't know how I feel about Jameis yet in New Orleans. I know everybody's pretty high on him, but I think the Packers win that game. I think they might even win fairly comfortably. Week two, Monday night, home opener, Lambeau Field. Versus the Detroit Lions. That also is a win. Week three, Sunday. September 26th, Sunday night game at San Francisco. That's going to be a loss. I do. I think they lose that game. I think San Francisco is going to be pretty good. I'll talk about them in a minute, but I think San Francisco is going to have a really big bounce back year. Yeah. Week four at home, Pittsburgh. That's a win. Week five, my birthday, my 40th birthday, Sunday, October 10th at Cincinnati. I just booked the hotel for my wife and I in Cincinnati. Actually, we're going to be in Covington on the river. We're literally right across the river from Paul Brown Stadium. Still have to get my tickets. I want to make sure COVID doesn't fuck everything up or get worse. But looks like I'm going to Cincinnati for that one. If you're listening and you're going to that game, let me know. I would maybe like to meet up with some people and maybe have some beers or something before the game. That'd be fun. Uh, anyways, that's a win. They're not going to ruin my 40th birthday. God damn it. That's a win. So right now I've got them at what? Two and one, three and four and one. Okay. Week six at Chicago. That's a win. Five and one. Week 7, Washington football team. The throwback game, and I'm going to this one. Two out of three Packer games for your boy. I'm going to that one at home at Lambeau. That is also a win. So now we've got the mat. One, two. I hate this part counting this along. Two and one, three and one, four and one, five and one, six and one. Uh, week 8, Thursday night game at Arizona. Those Thursday night games are tricky. Uh, I do think that they'll win that. So I so where I got him at one two, two and one, three and one, four and one, five and one, six and one, seven and one at the midway point or basically the midway point, seven and one, seven and one. They go uh, to Kansas City, late game Sunday November seventh. That's a loss. They're gonna lose to Kansas City. Yeah. So seven and two. Uh, week ten, Seattle at home. Ah. I hate doing this. I think they're going to lose that one too. Yeah. I know they've had a lot of success against Seattle at home, but I see them losing that one. So seven and three. Week 11 at Minnesota. Uh, that's a win. So eight and three. Week 12, Rams at home. Uh, you know, I like this team against the Rams in the playoffs. What do I got? I'm at eight and three right now. I'm going to say they lose that one. So eight and four. Right? Yeah. Bears, week 14, win, nine and four. At Baltimore, week 15. Is that what? That's nine and four? Yeah. So nine and five. Wait, am I way off here on this? Oh, no, I'm right. Yeah. Baltimore, week 15. Sorry, I'm getting a little punchy. That's a loss. That's so they're nine and five. Uh, Christmas Day, 
Packers are at home against the Cleveland Browns. That's a win, 10-5. and five. Week 17, Minnesota at home. That's a win, 11-5. and five. And they close the season out, regular season. Week 18, which sounds super weird to say. Sunday, January 9th. Oh, my God. Against Detroit. That is a win. So 12-5, and five, I will say, for the Packers this year. That sounds about right, give or take. I think they'll be about a 12-5 and five team. That sounds fair. Will they? Now, how far will they go in the Super Bowl? I didn't do a whole playoff thing last year. I'm not going to do it again this year. Again, I will say they'll be in the mix. There's nobody in the East that really worries me. Uh, as far as teams that could challenge the Packers, I don't see anybody in the division challenging them. Really. The other two divisions, you know, the South, I think Tampa, as much as I can't believe Tom Brady's still doing this, please, God, let this be the last year for Brady. Please, I need him to hit the wall at some point. I can't keep doing this. Um, I think Tampa will be pretty good. Don't know how I feel about New Orleans. I know they got a lot of talent, but I, I, I think I don't know how I feel about Jameis at the as, as the starter yet. Um, the West is is where the challenges I think come from, you know. Other than Tampa, I think Seattle's going to be really good this year. I think San Francisco again, like I said, is going to have a big, big bounce back year. You know. They were beat to shit last year with injuries. You think if Hell stays on their side, they're going to be really good. Shanahan is just too good of a coach. They're going to be really good. And the Rams are going to be, I think with Stafford, are going to be really, really good. If you're looking for a dark horse MVP bet, I think Matt Stafford would be a good... I think he's going to have a huge year statistically in LA, playing with McVay and getting out of Detroit, for sure. So those, you know, will the Packers make the Super Bowl? I don't know. Again, I think they'll be in. The, I think they'll be in that circle of NFC teams with Tampa and Seattle, San Francisco. Um, what the hell's the other team? Oh, LA. <laughs> they'll be in that circle. Yeah. Will they come out of it again? I, I, if I, if you, if you made me, if you put a gun to my head, I'd probably say no. Just because I, again, I have too many concerns. I have too many concerns about this defense and special teams. I think they're a team that could get, you know, they'll go deep, but I don't know if they'll come out of the, they'll come out of the NFC. I would say probably not. No. Again, prove me wrong though. I I mean, I'm doing this in my Packer room. I'm a Packer fan. I would love for them to prove me wrong and get to the Super Bowl in LA and win their fifth Lombardi. And then we, whatever happens after that, we let the chips fall where they may. But yeah, it's going to be a fun year. No matter what happens, you know, your old pal Lamps is going to be here every week recapping the games after they happen. So yeah, the next time you'll hear from me will be Sunday night. Real, actual, regular season Packer football. I can't wait. Can't wait to recap it with everybody. So yes, uh, well, Sunday night, you won't hear it until Monday morning. But yeah, keep your eyes out for that. As always, I'll keep you posted. So until next time, whenever that may be, I am Chris Lempesis. This has been Lemp's Talking Pack. Thank you so very much for listening, Packer Nation. I love you. I love you. I love you. Sorry this was longer than I planned on it being. Stay safe out there in this crazy-ass world. And remember, always and forever, go Pack Go.